0: Chugging along, writing a song When something special comes along It's a long-winded directionless Discussion for conversationalists You bring the wit You bring the brains and and we'll talk talk it over Between takes
1: Welcome to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. We are your hosts, Olivia O'Neill. And
0: Aiden Driscoll. And we have a lot of conversations. One of our favorite things to do is have lengthy convos with interesting people. So
1: we started a podcast. On this podcast, you can hear us talk about the process of our writing and the inspiration that we find in music, movies, and art that intrigues us. Our
0: conversations may range from just a random story about a trip to the grocery store to exploring our purpose as humans in a very existential way.
1: One of our hopes with this podcast is to expand our community. We hope to have guests, hear from our listeners, get you involved in things we think are important.
0: So tune in for some conversations from a couple of kids who think they know better. And
1: sit back and enjoy this week's episode of
0: Between Takes. I want to start rolling into this. sounds good. Cool. Well thank you so much for being here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Word.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We have a very committed following cool yeah (laughs) so we just like to say hello to them at the beginning of the episode yes (laughs) obviously i feel engaged yes
2: i love to engage the people
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah we have a very special guest casey catalvis here i'm saying your name right Mm -hmm. that is casey catalvis okay i was right you're right yeah good job i thought it was cattle bass (laughs)
2: that's okay early on most people do because you can sound it out that way
0: yeah that's i think my little yeah anyway um, it's very exciting because I've been following you for for a little while now. Um yeah. and that's really cool. I was randomly um what was it? I think I was on an Ingrid Michaelson kick. And I don't think you've covered any Ingrid Michaelson on your YouTube channel, but I saw I was just looking at you like and I covers or whatever, and I just saw you and I pop up on the side and I was like, "Oh, cool little duo doing a cover of you and I by Ingrid Michaelson." And it wasn't that. But it was a whole <laughs> new song and I was like, "This is awesome." And I just kind of have been following you ever since. That's so, so good. Yeah, it's super cool to have you on and talk to you. Yeah. Um, Casey, yeah. this is kind of the big announcement we hinted at a little while ago. Casey's performing with us on February eighteenth. We haven't announced this officially, have we?
1: Um no.
0: No. Casey is performing with us at the well in Nashville on February eighteenth. So excited. So super too excited about that.
2: I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so fun.
0: Yeah. So we just decided to have her on and um, introduce her to the
2: world thanks for introducing me to the world it's so exciting to be out here it's so funny you found me from that video because there's so many like songs I've written forever ago Mm -hmm. and I forget that they exist out there Uh in the world and it's so fun to know that they like still bring Mm -hmm. people and people still find them because that song I wrote with I wrote on my own but the guy who sang it with me is now like when we sang that song together, we kind of barely knew each other, and mm-hmm. now he's, like, one of my closest friends, oh, and he walks cool. above me upstairs, mm-hmm. and we've, like, been through the past six years together, and so, I don't know. It's just, like, a nice memory. That's cool. That is yeah. Amazing. That
0: was kind of the springboard of that. That's
2: yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah.
0: It's cool to have those little, like, time stones of, like, that are on YouTube to go, like, oh, yeah, that point in my life. Yeah. I've on. been
2: on YouTube, like, a long time, yeah. and mm-hmm. sometimes I just consider taking things down because <laughs> it's, like... I'm 25 now. I wrote Uh, that song about a boy I liked when I was 16. (laughs) Maybe like future employers who want to hire me shouldn't (laughs) be able to find that. But I don't know. I think it's still valuable to people. I think think that's awesome. I think it's
1: cool to be able to see
2: like the growth of everything too. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you know, obviously some of it's kind of cringy, but it's also like, ah, I am, I can see, I can watch myself. (laughs) Get smarter yeah, yeah, yeah. and better, <laughs> and a more like mm-hmm. well-rounded person. Yeah. that's which so cool. Is interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. and like so can everybody
1: else, which is weird, but yeah, that's fine. I that's think it's fun. also fun to document the process and share it with people, even if it's not like perfect or. But then, quotes like mm-hmm. you know too,
3: because
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes we perfect things too much, and do. Then,
0: which like, is to say, a lot of the times we just don't put anything out there. Because we're afraid mm-hmm. of it being like us, too. Specifically, us two. yeah, but I think <laughs> cr- all it. creators in some aspect, I think we'll, we'll struggle with it to an, yeah. to an extent. Do you struggle with that? Is that like a do yeah. you record a song and, oh, yeah. and hold on to it for a little too long? Or,
3: yeah,
2: I think one of the things about YouTube and having done it so long is that sometimes I like struggle with just like keeping stuff until it's really good. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just like put stuff out there because mm-hmm. I needed to get it out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of me just doesn't want to do that as much because mm. it kind of ruins the surprise if I have like mm. a really good song and right. really want to work on it That's true. but on the other hand it's it's really good to kind of like work on things in the public and mm-hmm. figure out what works what doesn't mm-hmm. um, what people really like like mm-hmm. a lot of the songs on my last EP were on YouTube before mm-hmm. they were on the EP mm-hmm. but I was able to like pick those songs because I knew that they really resonated with people and mm-hmm. people really huh, care about so them you
1: built your album based off of audience like a reaction to it yeah in a lot of ways
2: um there were songs that existed like before Mm -hmm. like the ep was fully formed Mm -hmm. um but it was like sort of that feedback i got from the youtube stage of putting it out there that let me kind of really create an ep that i knew people were going to respond to and i knew people like wanted and i was able to add like new stuff in there too but yeah it was just helpful to kind of get things out there to get a response um, and mm-hmm. get cool. feedback. That's a good point.
0: That's kind of a big thing we've been kind of at with our we basically have an entire LP finished like finished up them quotes, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> in like the writing process, but we're just kind of like what is the next step? Is it going to the studio and record it or and we're right, we've kind of been at the attitude like we just need to perform it a bunch for those reasons to be like what do people like? What do we still need to perfect? And just to
1: feel more comfortable with too. Right. Like we released yeah. our first album was just a uh, six songs or whatever mm-hmm. and that was like written and then we were like record like right away we didn't perform it at all which Mm -hmm. i think it is fine but i wonder if we were a
0: fresh band at that point and all those things but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i wonder if yeah it probably
0: would have been a very different final album if we had performed it around for a right. while because of those things and it's yeah. probably like what kind of what you're alluding to is like you had it on youtube for a while and people really liked it and they told you what specifically they liked about mm-hmm. it and then you could kind of translate that and make it even better yeah for the studio version
2: yeah and everybody kind of does that differently mm-hmm. like some people do that by playing live out a lot mm-hmm. but i'm not really one of those people mm-hmm. i've never been somebody who like plays a lot of live shows or
3: mm-hmm.
2: really wanted to I've, I've, I can't, I can't say that because I do want to, but it can be hard in Nashville to yeah. to just get a lot of like time on stage and a lot of experience on mm-hmm. stage, um, and it's it was just easier for me to do that from a YouTube sense. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my way of like working on things mm-hmm. and getting a response um, and getting a response from. Maybe like a different community than right. I would get in Nashville, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Things, people can be like a little more critical because everybody's a musician. Right. Yeah. Um. So it was helpful for me to kind of get a wide feedback there yeah. on those kinds of things. That's smart.
0: I think it's it's also there's a different when you're performing live and you're just kind of there is a stage, but it's a, it's a restaurant type setting or a coffee shop or bar or whatever. It you can sometimes feel like you're intruding, like you're there in the corner and and they're doing their thing. Whereas YouTube, it's kind of if it's not like they're being forced to to listen to it anyway it's like if they find it it's there and it's like you have full control of what you experience here on youtube so it's like you can leave or stay or leave a nice comment or leave a mean comment but probably don't but you know
2: oh my gosh yeah yeah my my boyfriend always makes fun of my youtube comments because my youtube comments are like the nicest place (laughs) on youtube and everybody's so supportive and kind he's Uh like nobody's ever this nice on the internet what are you doing um but i'm like yeah i love my youtube comments uh-huh. everybody's just very responsive and there's uh-huh. a lot of good feedback there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's just so awesome. not so not true for like right. <laughs> most of youtube comments
0: yeah 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 and it's harder i think there's there is like a there's a safety for the audience when when it's just like typing out a comment because like people can really enjoy a show but can they can feel awkward about coming up and talking to you afterwards sometimes yeah yeah and like i felt that as an audience member many times and it's you like, even made a point
1: to l- be like i'm going here to like
0: to people go, talk yeah, to people. yeah, and it's yeah. like, but afterwards, I'm like, I just feel a little bit like, is that weird? I don't want to just walk up and be like, hey, great job, and then <laughs> bye. You know, you gotta figure <laughs> yeah. out a good selling point. How do you stick out from not just a nerdy audience member or whatever? <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun little part of life, and that's something that I don't know if you relate to this, but the. Like I, I, love music, which can mean I love writing, I love performing, I love recording, but I also just love listening to it. I love seeing shows. I love finding new musicians, all those kinds of things. And that, I guess, it doesn't really relate to anything, but that's just something that it's like as a performer, I have these certain set of insecurities, but I have an v- equal amount, not the same kinds, but an s- equal amount of insecurities as an audience member too, because it's like I still want to like connect with the performers yeah. and all that. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, yeah, yeah, totally kind exists. of a side thing. Cool. Well, backing up just a little bit, we kind of jumped straight into like who you are and all that, but just <laughs> kind of like a more broad who who is Casey Katalbis sure. and, and like what's your background? Yeah. Whatever.
2: Totally. Who who is she? <laughs> um, uh, we just yeah. introduced you to the world. after <laughs> Yeah, a little, yeah, so. yeah. I guess I gotta like give a more well-rounded uh, <laughs> story there. Um, but my my story, I guess, is I grew up in Los Angeles and. Um, I grew up in like a very like large extended family but like small nuclear family and um I loved LA like mm-hmm. it was looking back like that was like very core to me um being comfortable as an artist and being comfortable expressing myself as a musician um there's just like so many people so much culture so much life and it was so exciting to be able to experience a lot of shows, experience a lot of music and just be inspired by that. So I went to a lot of shows when I was um, sort of a teenager and that's kind of when I started writing. Um, I picked up guitar when I was about 14 or 15 um, and just started immediately writing songs um, just for fun. I think a lot of my first songs were about like book stories and stories about Mm -hmm. other people because I was 14 and didn't have a lot to say (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then slowly so I started kind of writing stories about things that were closer to me Mm -hmm. Um, one of my big themes when I was in high school and kind of learning how to write was was writing about how I felt about home how I felt about um, just the people around me and family and things like that Mm -hmm. and for college I moved here to Nashville and um, from there, my music just changed a lot, and I grew a lot as a musician. I went to a college that had a lot of musicians there. Um, I spent a lot of time just learning from other artists and hearing other artists, hearing what they wrote about. Um, so my music changed a lot in that time, too, just just thematically about moving away from home, what all that was about, because Nashville was just so different from L.A., um, and being away from home was really, really weird for Uh me and different for me at that time. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I've been in Nashville for the past six years. Um, still writing music, still, still having fun there. (laughs) Um, but really just kind of exploring different things to write about. I really fell in love with astronomy and science in moving to Nashville. I've always been a big fan of space and the stars. Um, Uh that was something that was Kind of in my family growing up, we had a telescope. And so when I came to Nashville, I joined the Astronomy Club. Um, within a couple of years, I started working um, at the Adventure Science Center in the planetarium. Mm-hmm. And it was in that time I was also in college. I was learning a lot. I was I had two jobs during the time I was at the Science <laughs> Center. I, there was just so much intake of information. Um, and at the center of it all was music and astronomy. And so that just informed so much of my music and my writing and it still does, even though I don't work there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of my writing focuses around kind of the beauty of science Mm -hmm. um, and how it relates back to us in a very kind of personal, emotional way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now and what I like exploring there, especially with music, Mm because I don't feel like that's always
1: touched upon with with music.
2: So,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. Yeah, your I mean, your latest album, if you want to talk about that at all, that's called yeah. Dark Matter. That's super cool. we have I've been listening to that the co- last couple of days. Um, and that's, like, a lot about, like, you, like, delved in a <laughs> lot, which is super
0: it's cool. It's like a schoolhouse rock type thing. No. <laughs> like, here's how the stars work. But just, like, a, you're really taking this thing that... Yeah. And, yeah, and just, like, of you were... Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, just kind of what you said about, like, being... Having... It's not touched on my music. Music is all... It's very, like, personal... Things to people, right? they talk mm-hmm. about what's personal, but it makes sense. Like if astronomy and the universe is important to you, like that <laughs> will make its way into your music in a very natural way. And people, I think, like I listen to it, and it's like I have a, you know, a natural fascination. With like, yeah, stars are pretty. I don't know much beyond that, mm-hmm. but it's still like I listen to your music, and it's because it's not schoolhouse rock. Let me teach you this stuff. It's just like here's this very like cool experience this person's sharing that I can relate to because it's genuine experience and that they're sharing.
1: it's not just, like, imagery. Like, you know how, right. like, we, as, like writers can be like, this was, like, the stars, or this, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, different, th- you know. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is, like, I don't know how to, exp- I don't know, I, I don't know. Very connect, like, um, yeah, just kind of what you're talking about, connection to, like, emotion and humans and things, too. Mm-hmm. Super cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, as... As somebody who was like very much like an artist first, when I started working in the science communication world, I was like, this is such good material. (laughs) (laughs) Even just like words, like radioactive, (laughs) photons, (laughs) like the language around science is Uh like very just interesting. And it's also very easy to rhyme stuff (laughs) because a lot of stuff has the same (laughs) root. not just kind of giving people material (laughs) out there if you want to work from it if you really want to um but yeah there's just like such beautiful language there such beautiful themes and i don't know i just don't and isn't kind
1: of inherently like unknown to to humans so that's like you can kind of build off yeah yeah
2: and i feel like Artists are, like, so inspired by science. Like, it happens Mm -hmm. all the time. Specifically with astronomy, there's been, like, so many songs.
3: like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the stars, Mm -hmm. the
2: universe (laughs) is the two of us. And then, like, it's fun to say that, but it's also, like, if you look at science and if you look at, like, how cells form, how Mm -hmm. the theories around the Big Bang, like, like, individual scientific discoveries, there's just, like, there's so many nuggets of, like, emotional resonances, Mm -hmm. people, I don't know, just like the experiences Mm -hmm. of scientists are the experiences of people and I love being able to explore that um, from like sort of an artistic point of view Mm -hmm. and in a way that like resonates with more people because for me and as somebody who is like has been dating a scientist for a long time, (laughs) it's like this stuff is so cool and so beautiful Mm -hmm. and I want it to have a broader audience. Mm Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's like your way. That's cool. Yeah. It's also like cool people figured that out. Like it existed before we knew about it. And then somewhere along the way, human beings figured out how cells were formed. Yeah. it's like a, sometimes like, I don't know if you have this, but when I watch a great movie or listen to a great album or something like that, I'm just, my mind is blown. I'm like, how are people, dumb, stupid people, (laughs) able to get together and create something so amazing? Yeah. And it blows my mind when I like actually think about how, how the thought process must have been. I can't even wrap my head around mm-hmm. how they got there. And it's like those kinds of things that exist in the world and have existed for so long, but it's just like humans then figure out a way like, Oh, this is how it works. And let me explain it to you. And it's the thing itself is crazy. And then how you explained it is crazy and how you figured it out. Like that's yeah. the evolution of science. That's something I like going back and like just when I was like, uh, I don't remember when it was, it was probably like pre, I think it was before high school. Um, I was learning about the, like the history of science, like how such an, you know, Galileo theorized this thing and then was disproven about that thing or whatever it was, and like how the evolution went by. And I found that really fascinating because mm. that, that really put the, like you were saying, like the scientists are having human experiences, theorizing maybe that's how it works, but here's this concept and we don't really know much about it and giving their yeah, ideas. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Something that in the latest EP, Dark Matter Explores, was a lot of my experience. Um, mm-hmm. being, like, a spiritual person and also a science person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I explore a lot in my music. But speaking about, like, Galileo, that's something I've been trying to, like, write into a song because, like, when we think about, like, big scientific figures, like mm-hmm. Galileo, Copernicus, like, mm-hmm. all of those people in kind of that era, mm-hmm. like, they were all, like, deeply entrenched in the church. and right. got, like, so much, like, right. huh crap about like stuff they believe and stuff they were figuring out and it's Mm -hmm. i don't know like that still happens now (laughs) they're both still so entrenched with each Mm other um and it's just interesting to to still see that and still Mm -hmm. see that like tension is there and has always been there and it's it was there for the people we celebrated we Mm -hmm. celebrate today as as these great scientists Mm -hmm. um and maybe, maybe Will probably mm. continue yeah. for a long time. Hmm. Um, I think it also <laughs>
0: shows the the like vitality that science has to humans is like because yeah. it's so it can be such a source. Of, it's not just a those nerds over there arguing about it. It you know it can be and has been and like you said probably will be a dividing thing between two opposing ideas that because we see them as equally important ideas in a way
3: Hmm.
0: that's i mean i don't know sorry that's a side thing that goes into a bigger idea about humanity (laughs) about how like when something's actually important to us it it just has such a different weight that can have such huge consequences to it Hmm. and yeah that is something yeah i remember reading about Galileo and when he i think it was when i might be wrong (laughs) so correct me if you have the the, the details but he was the one who theorized that the Earth went around the Sun and not vice versa. So, or was that not him? It,
2: that was Copernicus? But okay. Galileo, one of the main reasons he like his career kind of ended was because he was like, yeah, that's probably true. Okay, um, <laughs> and then he was so he wasn't the one had the idea,
0: but he was the one who was like, yeah. who endorsed it. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Because because then yeah, he was like in favor of it, and then the church said you're either part of the church or. You yeah. Either deny that, and you're part of the church, or, you think or your son is the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, that's the truth. And he ended up going back on it, didn't he? He did. He up, yeah. yeah. He's
2: like, no, I yeah. want to be part of your club. Yeah. No way, Earth number one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then that when like my science books, it was like, did he do the right thing or something like that? And I was just thinking about <laughs> your that. science itself. Yeah, funny. it was asking me, and I was like thinking about like, well, <laughs> it is the truth. But it is also, like, if you belong to the church, like, that should be important as well. But it's it was one of those... I don't have, like, a solid answer even now. That was back when I was, like, 13 and I was studying <laughs> that. So it's been a minute I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking yeah. about <laughs> it. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, so going back just a little bit, you went to Belmont, and that was... we yeah. You kind of were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, mm-hmm. but you went for, like, video engineering and those kinds of... Yeah. That
2: big. I... Yeah, I knew when I was in high school and looking for a college that I wanted to be sort of in the, I guess, production, video, Mm -hmm. entertainment space. I just wasn't really sure where, Um, and Belmont had a great program for that, and I knew it was a place with a lot of musicians and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm Um, it was a very big jump for me. It was kind of like the last place on my list Mm -hmm. because I had never been to the South before and I didn't really know anybody here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just ended up being the right fit as far as um, kind of the culture of the school was very creative, very encouraging Mm -hmm. for, for artists and that kind of growth there. So I was able to yeah, just learn a lot in that time. Um, I did study audio video production. Um, but as a part of that, I was, I took a lot of music business classes. I took a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, audio engineering classes, um, which just really helped me grow is mm-hmm. I'm still not very good at production, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it does help me communicate with, you know, producers and things like that to mm-hmm. use yeah. more concrete words it's instead funny. of these. <laughs> we these worked with a couple words. people,
1: well friends that have like gone for that type of thing yeah. and we like use words like can we make it look a little more warm
0: or a little more like <laughs> yeah which to me like, like we're communicating that and it's like warm yeah exactly it's too sharp No, exactly what you're talking about yeah we're <laughs> communicating that to and him he's and he's like we need a chart that was like warm means you it better sharp means you know those kinds of things Which even there you cue it better that's a generic term yeah doesn't really mean anything specific oh sure sorry it was a cute battle anyway um that's did you a, ever, con- did you want to do music as a full-time major at any point before going to college or during college or anything?
2: That's a great question. Um, Honestly, going to Belmont kind of turned me off from wanting to do it full-time. Mm. I knew, the reason I didn't go to college for music was because music was like this very special, sacred thing to me. Mm. And... I just like heard a lot of horror stories about like <clears throat> it taking over people's lives and just becoming not fun anymore because mm-hmm. it was being done as like their full time livelihood thing. Mm-hmm. So I never really wanted that to happen. But in the process of doing that during college, I kind of like stepped away from it a little bit and stopped chasing it as as much as I knew I wanted it and loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the time that I've been graduated and kind of had had this this step away from it i've kind of had the perspective of like oh i do really love doing this and i do really want to pour effort into it i just don't want it to be my main source of income and my mm-hmm. livelihood um i don't want to have to depend on music to feed me mm-hmm. um and kind of being aware of that and being aware that like music can still be something that is like emotionally and spiritually fulfilling to me but mm-hmm doesn't have to be the way I feed myself (laughs) at Mm -hmm. the end of the day has been like a really good realization over the last few years and kind of figuring out like like how music and how songwriting is a part of my life um, and in a way that is sustainable Um, because going to Belmont it was like a lot of this seems unsustainable for a Mm -hmm. lot of these people who are doing it Mm -hmm. full-time and I don't want that to happen to me. Um, and I probably as a result of that, I lost a lot of connections. I probably lost a lot of opportunities, but like, even now music just feels very sustainable to me. And it feels like something I can, I can do in, Mm -hmm. in eternity and will still feel rewarding and special. Um, and you know, that might've still been true if I had gone the other route, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with with where i'm at mm-hmm. that's cool yeah yeah
0: well that was kind of another like what is your ideal career for the rest of your life is it is astronomy at the center of it I mean, music on the edge i mean yeah. Kind of, right now <laughs> okay. figure it out right now you've let been me, introduced to the world let me
2: think <laughs> about that for a few years um no <laughs> I, mean,
0: I mean it doesn't have to be a concrete yeah, answer but it no. is just kind of something because just, you have so many interests yeah. and you're like blending them together so coolly how does that
2: Yeah, it looks like a lot of different things. And obviously, as somebody in their mid-twenties, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's kind of come down to this. Like, I know I love making things. I Mm -hmm. know I love creating. I love the process of creating. I've been an artist a long time, not just as a songwriter, but as a visual artist, as a Mm -hmm. designer. Um, And I also know I love learning. I love to learn new things. My... Working at the science center was, like, my favorite job ever because mm-hmm. I just like, learned something new every day. I was teaching, and that's such a good way to to learn more yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know whatever I do for the rest of my life is going to involve that. Like, right now I work as a web designer and um, web developer, and that involves a lot of creating things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Sorry, I haven't really announced this publicly, but I will by the time this is out. Um, I recently got um, certified to be a solar system ambassador for NASA, Ooh. which is what? very exciting. Um, it's um, it's like a volunteer program run by NASA, and that's kind of my way of stepping back into the science communication world mm-hmm. and and sharing that with people, which. Is just so fun and the most <laughs> rewarding thing for me. Um, and eventually down the road I would love to like have that be a part of my life and career again. One mm-hmm. of my my dreams for for, you know, like old, old Casey's <laughs> this woman who runs a runs an observatory <laughs> from a backyard and invites kids to uh-huh. to share the night sky. <laughs> and then we all have a songwriting night at the end of the night. because <laughs> um, it's also a music venue. That's uh-huh. like my
0: Oh, that's amazing so i know, right i feel like that
2: would Dude, be so well be so
0: observatory fun. as a music venue i know that that's would great. just make so much sense <laughs> it it's does beautiful
2: exactly and i want to make it happen someday that's not
0: a thing is it that uh, should be a
3: thing
2: there's a place that's called the observatory that's a venue in san diego but i've never been and i don't know if it's an actual
3: yeah. observatory
2: or if it's just called but huh. it seems like it should
0: be it should be yeah. it well, should just, be a
2: thing um, oh, that'd be beautiful. Oh man! But yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of this like volunteership because I applied in it because I feel like I have this unique experience as like a songwriter and an mm-hmm. artist and somebody yeah. who loves sharing space and mm-hmm. like I want to do both of those things and I want to do it like with full force and intention in yeah. my mm-hmm. community. Um, and so that's that's like there's just like a lot of different things. And they might seem separate, but for me, they all seem very a part of each Mm -hmm. other. I mean,
1: that's so cool. We've been having some special guests on this season. And, like, one guest we had um, was your sister, and she's Mm -hmm. a physical trainer in New York. She went there for Mm -hmm. acting, but then, like, kind of switched some things. But she, like, talks about using the skills and, like, things that she's learned about people and... Mm -hmm just acting and different things and free i mean i don't know she's like if I'm it right
0: well yeah i mean she like yeah she went to school for acting and then her day job for a while was per, like fitness personal training and then she realized like wait this is actually like really cool and fulfilling and important and if i really put the effort into it i could be great at it and help people and then she did that but was still like translating her skills from acting into it oh,
1: even just like storytelling as far as like what is this person right where do they want, where are they and mm-hmm. where do they want to go? And that can, and it's more than just like lifting weights and things for, right. which I think is cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just interesting because like you're talking about songwriting and also bringing in like the science and everything too, mm-hmm. which is the science. Oh boy. The science. <laughs> <laughs> the science.
0: <laughs> what a vague, that's term just a, you I just, <laughs>
2: No, it is <laughs> the science. <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: but that's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, that's super cool. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, like a lot of musicians, have different things other than just like, I don't
0: know. right or you'll hear yeah and it, it's like you'll hear about this this actor who's been an actor for 10 years releases one album and then goes back to actor or whatever and it's like they're very separate things and like they can be good at those things separately but it's just like when you can really bring them all together like, like that's where geniuses come from i think are the ones who are able to see you know i mean that's what a lot of again nerdy aiden talking about <laughs> film history um but like that's i think one of the best like movies Of like the last century was when you know when they brought actors who just did straight acting and then they brought dancers and songwriters and choreographers and they made amazing movies combining all those things and that's those are the kinds of movies that people are like whoa that's amazing so like what else can you do that with like we've seen that with movies at this point we've seen tons of movie musicals we know that those things can work so now can we combine astronomy and storytelling and music and observatories and all that and what that what's that gonna look like that's crazy that's so exciting. (laughs) It's so Super exciting. Cool. You just have these like those little nugget yeah. ideas, and you're like, someday, someday, someday it's we're gonna, gonna be bring so them all cool. together. Yeah. And I
1: think it's at the heart of people just wanting to create cool stuff mm-hmm. and using their different interests for it, which is just cool. Mm-hmm. And it also just brings to light like you don't have to be like an amazing uh, guitarist or something to be part of a, like a creative right. process or, or a song or something. You don't like that's not necessary necessarily.
0: Yeah. You just have to have a friend who's an amazing guitarist. Right. <laughs> I wasn't saying I'm... An oh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying like, yeah, you can... Yeah, skills are so wide and they can be... Vi- but also, that was the wrong way of phrasing it. How do I say this? There is such a wide set of skills and you can have such a deep understanding of this incredibly slim sliver mm. of a certain skill. Th- How are we- <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out a way to visualize this, but I can't. We'll go back to it later. We'll <laughs> out. Anyway. So go back. No, but yeah, that's something that like we're just super interested in is seeing like what can how bizarre of an idea can we find combining all these random ideas and how can we make those work yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and like you said it's sorry it it, and some people can seem very like stark those are two different things and then it's like to me i see them and i think like that can work we can figure out a way to make that work and that's amazing yeah
2: no yeah that's i think what makes really good art is like when you have two things that like shouldn't go together, mm-hmm. but yeah. they end up going together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a lot of my favorite songwriters, artists, musicians are are things like that, and the ones that I'm really inspired by. Like um, one of my favorite songwriters, his name's Tom Rosenthal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but he is. Um, Uh, a singer-songwriter based out of London and has this way of of writing like incredibly beautiful songs about like loneliness and like the deep intricacies of like losing a loved one or Mm -hmm. losing friends or like being like a person. But Mm -hmm. then like also one of his most popular songs is a song where he just sings about watermelons for (laughs) the whole three minutes he just like repeats Watermelon and it's like really good song it's such a bop um and I love that like Mm -hmm. I love songs that can be like really weird and funny mm-hmm. and things that just feel like they shouldn't work but right. somehow do.
0: Or work right. just as a joke. Yeah. Then you actually look at it and you're like, yeah, that, that, it this is is really <laughs> a jam. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and there's something so special about that. And that's one of the reasons I love writing science songs. Like, I grew up watching John and Hank Green on YouTube mm-hmm. and Hank Green had a really long time where he would just like write songs about science he has a really catchy song about particle mm-hmm. physics and i was like mm-hmm. i want to be able to do that <laughs> but i want to do it in an emotional way because that's <laughs> my brand and i did
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, here we are
2: that's how we're here and mm-hmm. being able to like mm-hmm. take those things and combine and do things that mm-hmm. shouldn't so work yeah. that's like my favorite kind of music and my favorite kind mm-hmm. of art so
0: what are some of those other examples that are like on paper seem weird and shouldn't work that work really well
2: yeah that's a great question as far as like um a lot of my examples have to do with like science and music Mm because that's kind of where i've landed Mm -hmm. um they might be giants did a whole science Mm -hmm. album back in the day that i still listen to and think is really good um and things like Hamilton. Like, Hamilton mm-hmm. is a musical yeah. that is hip-hop. And is about <laughs> yeah. American history. Right. Shouldn't work, right. but is somehow one of the most well-known musicals yeah. to be. People date. accept it really good. Like, yeah. those types of things. Like, non-theater so
0: people get into Hamilton. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 I got my boyfriend into Hamilton. And I'm really <laughs> proud of it, because he is, like, the frattiest frat boy <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. never would have listened to a musical otherwise. Um But yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And and seeing it really resonate with people. Um, Because like, Hamilton is a musical, but a lot of people really like it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who hate musicals really like Hamilton.
0: And a lot of people who are not particularly into hip hop, like myself, really like Hamilton. Yeah, Even though I'm not like, I then like, oh, listen to all the hip hop influences I listen to and I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't really, (laughs) doesn't jive with me, but listen to hamilton it totally does yeah it's kind of That's yeah that's like that genius aspect i was talking about that like Mm -hmm. there's something in there that transcends (laughs) the genre of the music the style you're telling the story anything like that and it just works somehow Mm -hmm. just connects with you it's crazy so was dark matter was that entirely self-produced was that just you or were you working with other people no i
2: would love to talk about all my buddies who worked (laughs) on it um i had a friend from Belmont, Josh Warren, um, who I mostly just met through a lot of mutual friends and at house shows. Um, And he is an incredible um, just songwriter and producer himself. He uh, released an album back when I was working at the Science Center of, it was half songs with lyrics and half instrumental music. Mm. Um, And when I was working at the Science Center, I was um, in charge of a lot of like the walk-in music and things like that. And he the way he produced it all those instrumental tracks was just like very spacey mm-hmm. and ethereal and like oh this is like space music <laughs> um and ever since that album came out i was like i really want to work at them um and so we first worked together on a single i released in 2020 called um you got love and mm-hmm. it was just such a joy to to work with him because he like really got um just what I was going for. And it's really great when you have a relationship with with anybody in music like that. Um, So I knew I wanted to work with him on something bigger. So um, when I was thinking about the EP, I was like, I know I really want Josh to produce it. Um, So yeah, he was able to work with me over the summer and get all those songs down. We worked with a few different musicians. Um, We worked with a cellist and a drummer. um, And then Josh kind of did a lot of the other filling in instruments and things like that and so it was really fun to to flesh that Mm -hmm. out but yeah it was mostly just just me and josh in the studio figuring out what worked and what didn't um but yeah i'm i love working with him and would love to again
0: so do you go into the studio with like here's a song and here's what it sounds like with me and a guitar and then we figure out what everything else is or do you have like a specific idea i think it'd be cool to add drums to this section and harmonies to these or whatever or are you figuring it out as you go?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, like for for Time Alive, which That's was such a good song, by the way. <laughs>
0: Thank I love that you. song so much. <laughs>
2: I love that song too. Um, this, what's
0: the one line? Dance the one the second verse, dancing like a maniac before you hit the floor. Yeah. Side of the line. That's such a good line. I love <laughs> that line. Sorry, every time it comes on. I Keep love that.
2: <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. Yeah, that song's very special to me. And I had it written for a long time and mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to like make it good production wise. So mm-hmm. it, like in that instance I kind of had like okay, this is like, going to have drums, this is where it mm-hmm. comes in, this is where the harmonies are. Um and he was very like cool about it mm-hmm. and I think he was very excited too cuz he doesn't produce a lot of like really happy songs and I <laughs> I think it turned out so good mm-hmm. for for what it was. Um and so in that case we didn't really mm-hmm. have a lot of um you know, others, I don't know mm-hmm. what the right word is mm-hmm. there. But that one was kind of set in stone. But with, with, like, Dark Matter, I knew it wasn't very, like, acoustically forward song, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what exactly it was. So mm-hmm. in that case, he was very, like, I think it's going to be synths. I think mm-hmm. we need to add this in there. So that in that case, it was very, like, this is going to really – change the dynamic of the song Mm -hmm. um and in a lot of cases even when just like tracking it i would like sing something really softly and he'd be like maybe you should try singing that louder and Mm -hmm. it like just totally changed the whole song Mm -hmm. and having that kind of like creative relationship is so exciting to to be able to work with other people um on that kind of thing so it was definitely a mix of both on on that ep
0: So with, like, I don't want to – well, I do. I do want to – I was going to say I don't want to get super specific, but I do want (laughs) to get super specific because this is how i learn things. things. When you were – was he saying, I think it's since, and then you try some stuff out and record along with it, or is it, like, you split up, he comes back with some ideas? How do do those things work? Are you, like, there working on everything 100% of the time together and tracking Um, as you go?
2: Yeah, I think it it definitely depended um, about – Half the time we would kind of start an idea in the studio and um, the next time I came in he would kind of show it to me a little more fleshed out mm-hmm. there were a lot of times he would like kind of work on things on his own um, and come back to me and we'd kind of work out shop it from there Um but, yeah, for, like, Dark Matter, it was, like, yeah, it should probably sound like this. And then the next time I came mm-hmm. in, he kind of showed me what he'd been working yeah. on. I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, did
0: you ever have any moments where he's, like, this is what it should sound like? And you were, like, nope, it's not working? And he had to throw away the whole idea?
2: Nothing huge. Okay. Um, a lot of my notes were pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... Mostly I just had resigned myself to, like, I really want somebody else to take mm-hmm. a shot at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, he, like, really kind of knew the song and knew what I wanted from mm-hmm. it. Um, and so that was helpful, and there was a lot of communication beforehand about what should this sound like, how do we want it to feel? Um, mm-hmm. And we were really on the same page about, like, kind of notes and things that were added or taken away from it. So um yeah we'd usually start on an idea in the studio and then kind of he would work on it on his own and mm-hmm. coming back to it at the end of the day
0: so cool That's super cool yeah did you they were all like fully fleshed from like a songwriting perspective they were like finished as you went in right or were there any yeah along the way
2: yeah for for those songs they were fully fleshed out okay. um and yeah th- there's been times i've like had songs and pass them off to a producer before they're totally done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an okay way to do it too. Because mm-hmm. um, that's that's actually how, what song was it? Like, Like Fog, that mm-hmm. was one I would just kind of was like, hey, my friend who is a producer, what do you think about <laughs> this? And she's mm-hmm. like, we should add these things. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh-huh. And... So yeah, I think it just varies depending on who you work with, how done the song is and things like that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, cool. Well I have more specifics, but we can get to that later on. <laughs> 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 That's fun. Um so you've kind of talked about like, the evolution of like where where you started, where yeah. you are now, those kinds of things. Is there and you're still cooking up kind of what you what the big picture looks like and all that, which is really I don't know, I feel like we're kind of in a similar spot where like we're in this like foundational phase of building a lot of really cool things now mm-hmm. and then we'll figure out in the future how we actually tie them together. That's a separate thing, sorry. I do this a lot. You'll learn as, <laughs> as we, as we yeah. learn each other. <laughs> I will start things and you'll be like, where's this going? And Liv will look at me being be like, real at <laughs> <Be> out of <laughs> way I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know how to I add anything. Um, so. But like, where, was there, you're, you talked about like how music and astronomy have always like been there in your life. Was there like a moment where you decided this is beyond just something I like and is now like a, like you were talking about how music is so like sacred to you. Was there a specific moment or has it always been that way or was it like a transition where you suddenly, you slowly realized this, is, this isn't this is just a fun hobby, this isn't just something that's on in the background?
2: Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I think it was, you know, I graduated college in winter of 2018 at about a year where I was just like, i don't know what i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm working at the planetarium i'm writing music um i'm doing all of these things um and when the pandemic hit i just wrote i wrote a lot of just like how i feel what am i doing mm-hmm. all this is going on and it was kind of during that point where i realized like oh this is what saves me like this is Mm -hmm. the thing that Mm -hmm. carries me this is the thing that motivates me and this is how I know how to do it and I feel like I'm pretty good at this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that's not to like sound you know arrogant Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. it's just like this is the gift I have um and you know I think really huge experiences like living through a global pandemic uh can do that and for me, it, it was kind of then where I was like, oh, this is this is really valuable and I don't want to just let this be something that's just for me or that I just mm-hmm. um, keep to myself. Because historically, it had always been that way. Like, music is for me. Music is for me to express myself and music is for me to kind of figure out what's going on in my life and figure out problems and, and learn. Um, but it was when I released you've got love on youtube where a lot of people resonated with it mm-hmm. at that time where i was like oh music is really for other people mm-hmm. and that was something that i had been learning over the years too just like hearing from people where songs had really touched them and meant something to them and i was like that's great um but at the end of the day it's it's still for me and i feel like i've at that point Um, In 2020, I came to a point where I was like, oh, this is for me and other people. Mm. Um, This is for for both of us at the end of the day. Um, Because... there's, like, no better feeling in the world to me than finishing a song. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's, like, no scarier feeling in the world to me than, like, sharing that song, Mm -hmm. especially, like, live and with other people where they can immediately judge you. Um,
0: (laughs) If you can do, like, six takes in your room and then figure out which one you like best and then decide whether or not to upload it. Yeah.
2: Love that. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I... But that just feels so important to to me now um, is being able to... Have songs and share them, Um, because I think I I lived in a lot of fear before where I was like not everybody's gonna like it, but I know you know I like it. But Mm -hmm. it I think it's become more important to me over the years to be like okay I wrote this and I wrote this not just for me but Mm -hmm. for somebody else who feels the same way about this Mm -hmm. and for somebody else who this is gonna touch and this is gonna be a part of their story. and so that's kind of how I treat music now. It's a lot more, I guess, generous when I'm when I'm trying mm-hmm. to think about it. I've, yeah. Music is still very much for me and for me to figure things out. But I think the way that I write and share music now is a lot more focused on like how can I use this to to help other people mm-hmm. and to to be a gift. Because right. um, at the end of the day, like that's what music has has really turned into for me it's it's a gift um for for me and for other people hmm. yeah did that answer your question
3: it did yeah <laughs> i mean, I mean
0: it was, it's not like i had a specific answer in mind that i was yeah, trying to yeah. fish you into yeah um,
2: there wasn't like a like a magical moment or anything <laughs> but there was a lot of people like telling me like this is this is you're really good at this and (laughs) you need to treat it like you're good at this (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so it was a lot of just like external encouragement because i don't think i would have got there on my own um so yeah Yeah.
0: i think there's something that's another thing i kind of weigh back and forth a lot because i you know You want to create stuff that you like, right? You want to create stuff that you're happy with, that you, you know, especially if you want to be a performer for a long time, you want to play the songs for a long time without getting sick of them after 20 shows or whatever, right? Um, But you also, you know, your success is dependent on other people liking it. Mm -hmm. So, and that kind of goes like what you're talking about, like choosing to not be dependent on it solely in in those ways. But, um... I don't know, it's just a kind of a, a, a difficult balance for me because it's like I, I, I feel arrogant if I'm just saying I like this and I don't care what anyone else thinks. But I also, you know, there are those artists who you find out after they've been successful for 10 years that they hate all their music because they're just doing what they what producers tell them will sell or whatever. Yeah. And that's just something where it's like, I think, I don't know. I don't think we well, really give into that, really. I think, I think it's, it's just something yeah. that I think about a lot is like, who who is this music for?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when you were saying about like doing it for yourself and like working on it, like what's important to you, and we almost doing that first is kind of important to be able to know that what you're doing and what you're talking about is truth and like mm-hmm. real. And I think other people appreciate that when you share it with, with them. Right. Because it means that it was important to you first, not just like.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think that is, uh, a- again, it's. Mainly, it's, like, the attitude of, like, certain artists I can think of where I feel like their whole attitude is just, like, this is what we like and we don't care what you think. And it's, like, if you don't care what we think, why are you putting it out there? But anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little thing. And it is, <laughs> like, it is important that, like, yeah, if you... If you finish the song and you go, okay, yeah, that was fun enough, and then release it, like, it's just not going to hit people the same way if you finish a song and you're like, whoa, you know? Like, you've had this song, well, those songs, you finished written, and you're like, if someone else wrote this and I heard it today, I would be like, this is my new favorite song. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you feel really so arrogant yeah. saying it sometimes, but you're like, but this is a good song. <laughs> yeah, I like this song.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah. I think there are definitely moments where you write it for you mm-hmm. and I think there are also moments where you write it for other people and that's mm-hmm. okay too there's yeah. definitely value in both of those things yeah, right. um but yeah there is some sense of like you kind of gotta like it like <laughs> yeah <laughs> otherwise it's not fun and I think people can tell yeah people yeah. can tell I think and if if it's not fun like it's not worth it to me mm-hmm. like it should be fun to write. It should be fun to play. You should have a good time. Yeah. Um,
1: and that doesn't mean it's it's not gonna always come easy either. Right. Like, yeah. Hard work can be fun too. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. We talked about that once. I think. Yeah. This is a
0: different.
1: That's a different thing. Sorry. This is a different thing. thing, is a different thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll tell it's you that later. Back. <laughs> 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 okay. Actually, you can go back and listen to whatever it what, was, season <laughs> one, episode six. <laughs> yeah. <anyway>. Whoa. <laughs> I don't remember what episode oh, okay. it was, okay. but that was just, that was we've talked about it on the podcast.
2: That would be really impressive it. if <laughs> it's season one episode. If it
0: is, if it is, I feel like, Let's a prize. Prize. I don't know, I will win a prize <laughs> of some sort. we'll figure it out afterwards. Um, well, we have some kind of like open-ended questions sure. that you can answer if you if you want or just say. I'm new to the world. I'm so. here to
2: answer your questions oh, okay. I just got introduced to this world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I'm it makes ready sense to, that you have the answers. <laughs> to give all the answers.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, well, this is kind of, Liv asked me this at one point and it was like, whoa. And so and then we've asked, like, I think pretty much every other guest. Um, what is beauty to you? Beauty? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what are things, like, you can talk about what are things that are beautiful to you, but. Well, like, like, what is that? What is beauty? Oh the the actual existence of it and how does it relate?
1: Yeah, I think well, it's, we can. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go, what were you saying? Well, I don't. That's a lot of pressure. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you want us to like have a, yeah, feel free to ask us different Yeah, I guess. What are your answers? Um, what did, you said something.
0: Cool. I said I, I had a pretty succinct.
1: Well, it was just like a thought out answer, so, yeah. or not thought out, but just yeah after talking about it for thought,
0: half an hour <laughs> right I, I think beauty is whatever how did i say it i think beauty is whatever god says this is worth investing your time in and you been investing your time in those things so i mean i can think of a thousand examples but that's just that's kind of the overall if it is an actually beneficial thing to people it is a beautiful thing
3: hmm i don't remember
0: but it's a way I thought of it. I think there are several more factors to it, but
2: yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good answer. I think for me, it's it's very much like connected to like a feeling of, of joy and gratitude. Because mm-hmm. um, I think beauty, when you talk about it, it's like like a very visual thing, but it's also like very subjective. Like, mm-hmm. What is beautiful to me won't be beautiful to somebody else. Um, But I think whatever it is, when people feel it, there's like a feeling of like joy and gratitude there. That's a good point. Um, Like that it exists, that it is here, that it is something that we can see and feel. Um, So I think at the end of the day, it's that. Because for me, that's like, you know, the mountains the trees the ocean Mm -hmm. getting a Mm -hmm. lot of sand in my feet at the beach and coming home with it but that's not very beautiful to other people (laughs) (laughs) um but that's that's like so joyful to me i'm like so grateful for for those experiences um and so i think it's for me it's like a combination of of that feeling Mm -hmm. whatever
1: insights that feeling Hmm. I like what you said about yeah. yeah, joy and gratitude are the feelings of when you are witnessing beauty. Cause that is true. Like it's there is that like humbled like, I think yeah.
0: That's what we, yeah. I was talking with Hannah, my sister who was on. She would talk She talked about the ocean too, and she just talked about how huge it is. And she said like she was there at the shore and just being like I am so small in the in the wake of this ocean, and that's amazing. Like how.
1: And it's so powerful. It's, it's like so can powerful. be really calm. But then yeah. also like can be really dangerous and powerful, and that's mm-hmm. beauty too, which is I don't know.
0: To and there's this gratitude of like, I have the, I don't know, I have the wit to not just randomly run out into the ocean and let myself get swept away from the waves <laughs> or
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the an answer. That's why I've been asking it. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's just such a. And said so that we, we use that word so like right. So it's just. And I think
0: that is part of, like you said, like it is so what it, subjective in certain ways. The actual experiences of you think that is beautiful, you think that is beautiful. That can be so subjective. So that's like when you asked that question, I was trying to like back way out. And it's like just beauty itself, what is it? And it's just like a question I never thought of before you asked me. Because I again, yeah, you, it's, it's easier for you to think of these are things that are beautiful to me that I love, that I can I can talk all day long about, but yeah is
1: there yeah i don't even know if there is like that object like that like overarching Mm -hmm. like entity of beauty
2: i feel
0: like there is but that's probably just my stubborn (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there is an overall objective thing for everything (laughs) oh
2: man i think that's also like human nature too like Mm -hmm. i think there's like certain things that we all are Mm -hmm. at the end of the day are gonna think are beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. um But, you know, I've been wrong about that before. Like, I used to think, like, oh, everybody thinks, like, the stars are beautiful and space is beautiful. And then I talked to somebody and they're like, I get so scared when I look at the stars too long and I (laughs) start to think about, like, how temporary and Mm -hmm. big everything is. And I was like, oh, we don't all have the same experiences. Um, And so, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like, I was like, oh, that's really good for me to know that, like, not everybody experiences this the same Mm -hmm. way. But, like, you know, she had other things that she... Right. Saw and we're so grateful for um, mm-hmm. like her dog, <laughs> like yeah. a beautiful dog. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with like like me and Liv have known each other for a long time, and there are so many things that I like just grew up with mm-hmm. that because I've known you for so long, I just assumed you did too, but you didn't. And so I'm finding out now, oh, you had a very different childhood than me, even though we've you know, we've known each other since we were like 10 or something like that, um, that I'm now like sharing like, oh, here's a movie that was really important in my family growing up. Here's an album. Here's a book, yeah. whatever it is. And just like, because I've had all these years and years and years of experience behind it, I'm like, well, you're going to have the same reaction, right? And she can like read it or watch it or whatever and be like, yeah, it was fun enough. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is like the most important movie to my family. And she's like, I can respect that. Sure. (laughs) But I did not have that experience. I don't have that memory. (laughs) I don't have those memories. I watched it once just now. And I enjoyed it well enough. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that was kind of a big open-ended. And then here's kind of another one that I think kind of goes back to what you are talking about a minute ago. But Mm -hmm. what do you hope to accomplish with your art?
2: I think I just want to make people... Feel connected to other people. Um, I think that's, you know, the greatest gift art gives us is the feeling that, you know, we're not alone mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, alone in our experiences or feelings or um, questions, doubts, things like that. Um, because I think I felt that way when I wrote a lot of songs and it's been good, valuable for me to hear that uh, things resonate with other people and i i always feel like that's the greatest gift that a song or a piece of art can can give somebody is that they feel like they're not alone Mm -hmm. and and that's always the greatest gift when a song hits me is like Uh i'm not i'm not the only one who thinks this Mm -hmm. or feels this way Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just want people to to feel connected. Um, and another thing I've been trying to do more recently with my music is, is tell stories that people don't always hear or don't always get told. Um, I think a lot about, um, this is gonna sound dumb. Okay. I watch and listen to a lot of D&D and there is the bard. In the bar's job is to, like, tell the stories of all these heroes and make people, like, listen and mm-hmm. sing the songs and their praises. <laughs> and I feel like, for me, there's a lot of stories that are really cool out there that don't get told or celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to write songs um with, like, my own personal heroes and how I feel connected to them. Um, and just tell more of their stories. Um because it it all goes back to the same thing where like I feel connected to that story and mm-hmm. I know somebody else will too. Um and so that's that's something more recent that just just telling good stories and stories that connect people.
0: Mhm. I like it. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I think that's a good Yeah. I think that is the correct answer. <laughs> 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 um got it right (laughs) good job thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that's something that we definitely think about is is like that is it yeah we like all your favorite music Mm -hmm. makes you go like like you just said like oh yeah great i'm i'm part of that too like because i've also experienced those things or whatever um yeah, and so to have that, just to, like, be conscious of that, that, like, why, I think it goes back to kind of who are you doing this for, it's, but it's kind of, like, why do you like this in the first place? You mm-hmm. like music in the first place because you feel connected to it, and you feel like you're connecting to others through it. So, you like, while you're creating music, remember that. Yeah. I think that's an important thing.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah, absolutely. It yeah. should it should reach mm-hmm. another person and make them feel something. That's what yeah. I
1: liked also about what we were talking earlier about, like, working almost in a sense like reacting comments of people that follow you based on like what you're like um feedback or whatever for your songs. That's like a collaborative process. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about like the artist being like this crazy thing up right. here and the people yeah. it's like we are this you know Yeah. Right. I think that's cool. And, and, and that's, I yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. And like Time Alive is a song I loved and I'm so glad Mm -hmm. people jumped on board with it. But there are other songs I wrote where I was like, that was not very good and I don't know why people still like this, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I guess I'm gonna keep playing it live and out Uh in stores. Um, Yeah. Or not like I hated the song or anything but like for for example (laughs) a song I posted when I was 14 was about a guy I had a crush on and it like got a lot of views and i was like got a lot of views like three years after i put it out and i was like dang it (laughs) i'm mad that people are still (laughs) listening to this song but it does really like capture what it is to be like 14 and have really specific memories around
0: a crush it's crazy because like sometimes as a as like a consumer you don't want the artist to change because you're like I like this version I like this album so mm-hmm. just stay the same forever just make more of this album make this album again basically <laughs> yeah because that is like a risky thing as you grow is is not grow like in fans base but just like grow as a person yeah. you will expand and you'll find new things to talk about and that's how it should be but it is also like there's a there's a risk to that hmm. that's a separate thing that we can kind of get into but. That's like before we started recording, I mentioned the Avett Brothers because like they yeah. they have some of the like, pr- what I think of like classic Avett Brothers is like these three, four albums or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's like what I think most people know. And then I think the majority of it works. I think they keep going, they keep experimenting, finding new sounds. And it's like, awesome. I'm totally on board with all this. And then they have one just total swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> then like they're, they're, I think they're back on the saddle again. They really sent their E P since then. Yeah, it's, anyway. so good.
1: it's good. Yeah, I didn't come in until they had like True sadness was kind of their transition album their of like old Avits to like, yeah, experiment. And I that's the one I like first started listening to really. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it, but I know a lot of people were, were like questioning, we're angry. They're like, what's what happening? Angry.
0: They're like, they've sold out, and it's like they've been signed with this label for like five years already. Why would they sell out? Release like three <laughs> albums with them. Yeah. Anyway, but
1: I think people have come back around. It's funny. Change is like really hard for people to. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Some
0: people get so comfortable and they just want it to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> Which I get. I mean, we do it's too. Understandable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's something always really interesting about, like, the album structure, too, of, like, mm-hmm. releasing music. It's like, God, oh, this album is this. <laughs> this album is not this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just, like, seeing
1: that growth over time. And Do you know, like, The Head and the Heart? Yes. Thing? So, like, their first album I really love so much. And they're, they're, they're another band that's, like, really, like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. yeah, they kind yeah. of really drastic in, in, a, in a way. And at first I was like, I don't know. I mean, I still think I like the first one the best. Um, their first album. Mm-hmm. but they it's still they're still cool like they're still doing stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah.
2: i definitely have like my bands where i'm like i will follow you to the end (laughs) Um, like death cab like Mm -hmm. death cab Mm -hmm. is probably like my favorite band and Mm -hmm. like my most influential band and the one i like listen to the most consistently but like their stuff changes a lot over time (laughs) and is very different um you know from when they started and through all their band members to Mm -hmm. like where it is today um But it's it's still really cool to like see that growth because like you know Mm -hmm. their latest album was very much about like being middle aged and (laughs) being in that stage of life. When like their
0: albums from fifteen years ago are about young love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And so that's like been one of my favorite progressions to Mm -hmm. see in Hmm. in that kind of like following somebody through time as an artist. Yeah. Um,
1: And that's cool that you still, like, really like them, even though you're not in that stage of life. But you can still – do you feel like you're, in a sense, relating? Or is it just, like – not (laughs) maybe (laughs) not. I don't know. I mean – I wonder what connects, like – Yeah,
2: I think there's, like, lots of different – experiences that you know i still take from their songs even yeah. though i'm not like quite in them but being able to like hear that perspective is well yeah. oh, that's true important mm-hmm. i think um and i like you know still when i listen to death cap i resonate the most with the age i am and the age they wrote
3: <laughs> 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 yeah. um
2: and i think that's just always gonna be true and maybe mm-hmm. as i get older i'll relate more to mm-hmm. kind of older the older stuff. songs they write but cool. um you know it is I think that's what's valuable about, well, about mm-hmm. listening to like older songwriters and what they write about mm-hmm. and things like that. Cause you know, young music will always be kind of about the same thing right. <laughs> about figuring mm-hmm. your Step life out, out yeah. figuring out love. Um, but I think there's like a lot of really cool nuance in listening to people who have been doing it a long time
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: finding like those kinds of things to write about because it's like oh i can learn a lot from my sure. elders as an artist too sure because mm-hmm. sure. there's so much life to explore there in in a song
0: it's weird though because i feel like time like they age faster because like when i was like 13 14 just like getting really into the Abbott brothers i feel like they're writing specifically for me as like a boy turning into a young man and like growing up and all that mm-hmm. and I have only haven't been following them for like 10 years something like that which is a while it's probably the longest man I've followed but they're already like in their you know middle age and all that yeah and so it's like I thought you were just like a kid with me <laughs> a little bit ago and you got so old so yeah, fast yeah when they're did you old, grow up like that yeah what happened <laughs> am I gonna age that fast or maybe they were just really immature for a while maybe they just kept writing about the same <laughs> things for the first 10 years of their career yeah anyway <laughs> um, who are some other artists that you like just out of curiosity
2: yeah um Let's see. I love The Lumineers. Mm-hmm. Love their new album. I have been listening to like only them this okay. month. Um and uh I also uh, maybe a hot take. I'm like very big Taylor Swift fan. I love her songwriting. Um <laughs> I will always love her songwriting. I just got it. So like, like <laughs> it's so funny We just listening to
1: cuz it's kind all of what, yeah. yeah. Why is it embarrassing in some sense? I don't know. Just I don't know.
0: I think <laughs> we were just, we were the folksy kids. We were the kids who like the, you like the, the heart and the The weird indie yeah, yeah, groups, yeah. you know, back then.
1: No, but she's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. She's yeah. changed some like different things and she succeeds in all of them. Yeah. She's, yeah.
2: Cool. she's another artist where it's like really cool to see like the time progression yeah. and the maturity progression and what she writes about. I love that she kind of like writes about different stories and things like that. because mm-hmm. That's what I want to do
0: um her albums um, are so long like that's the big thing is like this is a whole thing this This is 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 like three years of her life just like here it is (laughs) yeah here it is (laughs)
2: yeah i i strive to be able to churn out that much yeah Yeah. (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um and then
0: she released like two albums was it last year or the year before i
3: think
2: last year yeah yeah it's crazy oh my gosh yeah Yeah. um i love her phoebe bridgers has always Mm -hmm. been like a big part of, like, my musical journey in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to her for a long time. Um, and, yeah, in the last year, I've listened to, like, a lot more hip-hop because I live in a house full of boys who love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um And so I've been listening to a lot of, like, Kendrick Lamar. Um Chica is somebody who I've, like, really fallen in love with uh, her music. And so I just think there's, like, something really cool about mm-hmm. that kind of storytelling. It's not something I ever can do um but (laughs) I draw a lot of inspiration from like the way those stories are told Mm -hmm. and things like that um and um who else those are kind of the main ones yeah I will drop everything to see a Phoebe Bridgers concert or a Death Cab concert those are kind of like my main up there or Taylor Swift um but yeah
0: those are probably three very different shows they are
2: (laughs) very different shows (laughs) have (laughs) you seen any of them live I've seen Phoebe live a bunch of times. I've never seen Death Cab live, which mm. is sad. Um, and I've seen Taylor Swift live once when the Red album came out the first time,
0: mm. oh, um, yeah. which was
2: a cool concert. <laughs> Super fun.
0: Yeah. It's not cool, like live music. You go there <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah, like, it real. happened just now. <laughs> they're real up yeah. there, and then you go away and the, and the night is just over. You're and then it's like,
1: yeah, it's just crazy.
0: It's exactly. like you step into this time warp of like everything else goes away and there's all I'm focusing on. And then you step back into the world and you're like, it's gone.
3: That mm-hmm. was oh, it. Oh, that's a sad way of putting Well, no, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. But it's it just is like, a beautiful it's, thing.
0: it's gone. It was for me and all these people. And now we all move on with our lives. Exactly. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Super cool. I leave concerts and I just like want to run a marathon afterwards. I, know. I just get so excited.
2: Yeah. And as an artist, it like totally fills you up. Yeah inspires you to mm-hmm. create.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I I feel that way every time I leave a concert. I'm like, "Oh, I got to go right now." Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who was it? Was it Colony House? Do you know Colony House? Yeah. They're a good band. Um No, 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 no. It was Jack Antonoff from Bleachers. Do you know Bleachers? Oh, of course. Um, of course. They're great. Um he said something about how like he will sometimes finish an album and he'll be like, oh, "This is probably my last album. I think I'm probably gonna shift gears into something else." And then he like play a show and hear someone's story and be like, "All right, I got another song." No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's Craig Minow from Cloud Cult. Do you know Cloud <laughs> Cult? <Cold? laughs> no. <laughs> Common House Bleachers, Cloud Cult. Oh my goodness. Anyway, That's a good one. Cloud Cult. They've been around for a minute. They're from Minnesota. Um. Anyway, yeah. But he just kind of said that as like they're very like chill, kind of hang out in the woods, Minnesotan mm-hmm. introvert band They're, right
1: but they don't sound that way they don't sound okay. that way
0: but like it's just kind of their their attitude that's how they live and all that um but yeah he just kind of said like he can they can be like this is probably yeah this is probably the last album and then they play mm-hmm. a show and hear someone's story and he's like all right that's that's a new song that we have that's a new album or whatever and that's that's like what it gives them it's like the cycle now oh, like how they create cool. new stuff is because of the people who are who are interacting with them which is crazy yeah mm. anyway that's a side thing cool. cool well we should wrap up Sweet. and move on um <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, folks. Thanks for being on, Casey. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This has been
2: so fun. Mm Super
0: cool. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Nashville area, um, come see us on February 18th. All three of us. Yeah. Not not just me and Liv, but like Casey's going to be there. I'll be there. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Front and Mm side. We
2: can smile at each other. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: You'll have had some experience with the world at that point. I will, yeah. I know how to look at people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You should have seen it because it's just audio at the first yeah. half. She was very confused about yeah, how eyes work.
2: Eye contact is hard, <laughs> <laughs> but I understand now that it is important. Thanks, you guys. You're welcome. No <laughs> worries. Glad to help. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for answering all our questions. Yeah, super movie. cool. This
1: was super we love good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, Cute. we'll see you next week and we'll see you at the show. Okay, bye bye.
1: This has been Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Olivia O'Neill, and this is Aidan Driscoll on guitar. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tell your friends, and tune in next week for a brand new episode of Between Between
0: Takes. Takes.